Good morning and welcome to Wallet Street, the podcast version where we talk about money, crypto, tech, and anything else that sparks intellectual curiosity. As always, you can subscribe to the newsletter at walletstreet.squarespace.com or you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to subscribe to the pod. Um, as always, disclaimer, opinions are my own. The content on this podcast does not constitute financial, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice. Okay, so there you have it, all the boring stuff out of the way. And now, um, jumping right in. Uh, so today what I wanted to start off with was an interesting juxtaposition that I felt yesterday. I It was, of course, Inter- International Women's Day on March 8th. At the same time, I had come across these charts in The Economist um, showing basically how uh, women have taken a larger share of unemployment in the last year and that both, I mean, parents have had to drop out or have dropped out of the labor force um, and have their labor force participation rate has decreased over the past year. But what's noticeable is that mothers um, track much lower in terms of more um, lower labor force participation than, than fathers. And I thought it was just interesting in my mind that at a time when we're celebrating women and, um, you know, International Women's Day, well, being a mother um, is not the only way to be a woman, but I think it is, um, you know, one, one way uh, that, that a lot of women um, uh, live their, have decided to live their lives. And, and it's interesting that um, there is such a conundrum about how to allow women to both play a, a mother role and also participate in the um, economic uh, vibrancy of, of the of our country. Um, I think it's an issue that probably has started maybe before pandemic. I think the, the cost of childcare is very, can be very expensive. Um, balancing and juggling different activities. Uh, and uh, I'm sure there are lots of other challenges. So I don't purport to, to know them and definitely don't know how to solve it. I would love to crowdsource ideas on, on how do we actually, you know, fix it. Um, and uh, but it, it's just an interesting thing that came up. I thought yesterday, and was really um, honestly a bit sad and depressing to look at. While we're, you know, it's just uh, like, oh wow, okay, that's that's an issue that we probably have to deal with as a society. Um, anyways, so moving on, hopefully to something a little more, uh, you know, a beat, but uh, an interesting analysis from Chicago Booth that I read uh, this um, past week was they did an analysis of the largest um, stocks on the stock market and companies on the stock market and who were the major investors behind each of them and basically showing the overlap and how much certain investors uh, swing market capitalization for each of these companies. It's quite interesting because basically what you notice is that I was playing around with different, you know, looking at different companies and who their major shareholders are. And, and there's a lot of overlap in, in some of the bigger um, names. You know, you see BlackRock a ton, you see Vanguard a ton, State Street, T. Rowe Price, um, and some others. And so it's just, I, I just thought it was 
interesting. I think it's interesting to think about what does that mean if, if most of the largest companies are all held and the sh shareholders are, are very similar? Um, you know, what does that, what does that mean? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing, it's a bad thing, maybe it's nothing, but um, I'd be curious to see how that's changed over time. Um, if we've become more homogenous in our shareholder investors over time rather um, than uh, more diverse. Um, next up I wanted to talk about was uh, NFTs, which um, for those of you who might not know what that stands for, it stands for non-fungible tokens. It's something that's emerged, um, been talked about recently a lot in the crypto you know, space, blockchain space. Uh, basically, at a high level, what it is, is I like to think about it as a unique, um, unique asset or unique token. Um, and in this case, it, it's, it's, a, um, it's a crypto asset, but not in the sense of a, um, of a currency that's tradable. So, you know, like Bitcoin is similar to some of the currencies we see today, like the euro or the dollar, where, you know, one Bitcoin I have over here and another Bitcoin I have over here are exactly the same and they're totally interchangeable, right? So in the same way that if you have $1 bill over here and $1 bill over there, they're the same, right? Like you could swap them out and you could use $1 bill instead of the other and it would still have the same value. Now, an NFT is basically the, the opposite in the sense that they're completely unique. So um, this uh, type of token can, can have a, a great application in terms of things that are unique. So like, for example, art, we've seen, um, there's been some articles about unique art coming out or digital art. And how do you, how can you track that? Um, you know, you can own a, um, an NFT. I actually have not really ventured into this world of NFT, but maybe something I should try to figure out more so I can help explain it better more. Um, but that's at a high level how I think about it. And there's a good primer in the Wall Street Journal about um, NFTs and, and why they've been coming up more and more recently in the, in the rhetoric. Next up uh, was an interesting article about China's built a, what they call their peace cable. It's um, an undersea, well, overland from China to Pakistan and then undersea from Pakistan down to um, uh, down towards Africa and then up towards the through the Mediterranean into um, closer to, to France but it's basically an undersea cable um, will help them um, you know in terms of being able to connect with Europe and Africa with a lot of companies that are doing business and just have um, better connectivity but uh, it's it stirred up some geopolitical um, concerns from different countries and national security concerns. Um, it's just an interesting article that that Bloomberg posted about it, and I, I had no idea that this was being built, so um, it was interesting to learn that. Another uh, item in the tech section was I listened to a podcast on Fresh Air about this group that basically is a small small group of people who kind of crowdsource together or come together, and they help solve um, some mysteries like through the internet um, by examining data, looking through reams of data, looking through imagery, satellite imagery, things like that. So they've done things like been able to analyze, um, you know, who, who has been controlling, who had controlled which parts of uh, Libya during the Libyan civil war. Um, they were able to uh, make some findings around um, 
the dictator Bashar al-Assad in Syria and his use of, of chemical weapons. Um, and so they've been able to, to kind of um, get at these very, comp, you know, these very hot topics um, being totally remote, right? They're not obviously right there, but they've been able to solve this over the internet. So pretty cool. I, I think it's a cool um, and interesting article or podcast if you're looking for something to listen to. Uh, also in the tech section, I added a um, link on best practices for passwords and password manager. There's um, a good article about that. And if you don't have a password manager yet, I, um, well, I don't, uh, <laughs> per my disclaimer, don't, don't uh, advise anyone. I will say I have gotten one myself and I do really like it. I think it, it um, helps manage those pesky passwords, forgetting them, getting locked out, and um, also improves security in a way. So recommend checking that out. Wall Street Journal also has a good article on decluttering our calendars and to-do lists. Um, even though ironically a lot of us are at home and it feels like we have nothing to do, it seems like also at the same time a lot of people are working a lot and feel burnt out. And this article I thought actually had a really good, some really good tips for rebalancing how to either just take stuff off your to-do list or clear off your calendar um, that I thought was helpful. So recommend checking that out. And then lastly, ending on what's really been a nice discovery that I made. I've been trying to increase my step count lately because as my iPhone reminded me, it is really low uh, compared to last year, which thanks iPhone, I know. Um, and I've been listening at the same time to this podcast called This Fall of Civilizations, which um, narrates through each episode as focuses on a different civilization in history. Um, so I've listened to the one about the Incas, the Sumerians, the Han Dynasty, the, Ro the Roman Britons, and right now I'm, I'm on the Bronze Age. And it's just a really nice, um, usually they're about an hour and a half long, so it's, it's a good, like, you can get a couple walks in with that. And um, it's narrated by this gentleman who has a very soothing voice. I feel like I'm learning something new. And you kind of go through uh, the entire history of this, you know, usually a, a empire or, or a civilization that I don't know much about um, within that short period of time. And you kind of feel like you get to understand a little bit more about what happened. And anyways, I, I think it's, um, it's been a nice discovery and so wanted to share. Oh, that's it for this week. Um, hope you all have a good week and I will see you back here um, next week. Bye-bye.